This episode is brought to you by our patrons. As a lifestyle influencer patron, you get to watch the episodes of each podcast and see Kelly's lovely face. You also get a collectible season sticker with other exclusive downloads. Join now at patreon.com forward slash Christian Influencer Inspired. Welcome to Christian Influencer Inspired Podcast, a podcast about lifestyle influence with Zona Garrett and Kelly Moorfield. I'm Zona Garrett. I'm a personal and professional coach with ChristianInfluencerInspired.com, who, along with my team, has helped hundreds of individuals and entrepreneurs live and work in alignment with their God-given areas of influence. I'm the co-founder of the anti-trafficking nonprofit Bring Freedom, a veteran podcaster and speaker also heard on the Persons with Lived Experience podcast or in conferences near you. My name is Kelly Moorfield. And while I could say so many different things about myself, like all the places I've been and the things I've done, the most important thing that you would need to know about me is that I am a disciple of Jesus. We are building today's episode off of the foundation that we started yesterday with receiving love from God part one. And so if you haven't listened to that episode, definitely go check that episode out, then come back. But Kelly was going to be sharing with us a little bit of how um, the scripture lays out understanding the heart of God for us. In order to understand the love of the father, we have to differentiate him from our earthly father Mm -hmm. Uh, and how not having the greatest relationship with an earthly father does not necessarily equate to how God responds with us. And, um, just to start out with that, like the Lord showed me that there were some things in my foundation of faith about a year ago that needed to be torn down. Like the house that I had built was kind of on some sand and it needed to be torn down. Mm -hmm. And I went into a season of prayer and fasting with him about that. And the first day I woke up and I always would say, good morning, Lord, whenever I wake up. Mm -hmm. But this day, when I said, good morning, Lord, he said, call me father. Mm -hmm. And he kind of gave me this understanding of how I had taken the, you know, I had, I had a a biological father and a stepfather. um, And my biological father left when I was very, very young. Uh, Mm -hmm. He was non-existent in my life and how the stepfather was abusive and cold and we we didn't have a loving relationship i didn't come to him for wisdom or advice or anything i had to i learned to be self-sufficient and strong um, and how i had placed my concept of father from my earthly fathers onto the lord Uh, and so he was showing me those things so I've, i've been on a journey with god about how to tangibly and emotionally and and spiritually and mentally and all the other uh, ways of receiving his love for me, knowing really intimately his love for me so that I can love other people well. Yeah. And so uh, one of the one of the scriptures that recently God showed me that have been so profound for me is Romans 5, 5. 
and I'm going to read it in the amplified version. Um, it says, such hope in God's promises never disappoints us because God's love has been abundantly poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And so really soaking that in and absorbing the idea that right now, because I have his Holy Spirit living in me, I mm -hmm. have full access. I have all of his love for yeah. me right now. And so if, if there is a, a, a feeling of a lack of love from God for mm -hmm. me, it's not because he isn't giving me the fullness of his love. It's because somewhere in my heart, I've erected walls and barriers to him. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've been on a journey of what is it? What does it look like? Where are these walls? You know, I don't want anything in between you and me, you know, and, and he's been faithful and starting to show things and reveal things and, and heal my heart and change my mindsets in ways. So praise God. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that really is that journey, you know, I talked about yesterday from seven to 21 of being able to really feel the love of the Lord was like that softening, yeah. you know, it wasn't that I didn't have full access to the love of the Lord immediately. And I, I just didn't know that I did. And I didn't have an understanding of how to access that, you know, and I had these different things that I was overcoming, but it's like, you know, the more I received the love of the Lord through, you know, trusting him, learning to walk yeah. with him, having that understanding of, you know, God isn't like my earthly father. God isn't like yeah. my stepfather. Um, my understanding of what parents do for you does not tie to what, you know, the Lord has planned or his good purposes or, right. you know, even that, that unconditional love in the same way. And I don't think it has to take everybody as long as my journey. And even in that process, you know, from 18 to 21, I had gotten to a point where I received um, like anywhere I went almost, I would get these prophetic words from people would walk up to me who I had no idea who they were. And they'd be like, I just really feel this first for you. Or like this, this is really important. Like the, the Lord's given us this verse for your life. And um, they'd be like, it's Zephaniah through 17. Have you ever heard it? And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and they're like, like people were so like disappointed in my reaction to them having a prophetic word for me. <laughs> but it really, like when I say like, I didn't have the space, like I was so numbed out. Mm -hmm. I did not have the space to receive the love of the Lord. Um, Zephaniah 317 says, for the Lord, your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you and he'll rejoice over you with singing. Mm -hmm. And my life and my experience of how people thought of me and the value that I carried and even what my identity was did not line up with that verse at all. 
<laughs> and, and I had nowhere to put it. It was like, it's like when somebody gives you a gift of something that they think that you're going to be really excited about. And you're like, thanks. Uh, what is this? <laughs> what, what do I do with it? Where does it go? <laughs> <laughs> that is fully how that felt for me. And, um, you know, like, like, it, it was a running joke with the people that I was around. They'd be like, how many times did the Lord tell you that verse, this place, you know, cause we were traveling and we were uh, doing school assemblies around the country <laughs> and we would have these random people at random churches that were like, God just told me this about you. And I'd be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I still don't know what to do with it. <laughs> you know, but it's like, even those things, like having that scripture spoken over my life and like, that's the power of, you know, getting into the word and having those scriptures and having that truth just yeah. kind of bathed in your life, bathed in your heart. You know, like I went from being a very cynical, very negative, very hopeless right person like I wasn't helpless like I never I definitely had the like what you were talking about like God helps those who help themselves kind of mindset not saying that that's right. truth okay I'm saying that's a lie um but I really believe that like I could clean myself up somehow and be good enough for him to love like that ever would ever be the case it's not um you know, so then moving into that process of actually feeling the love of the Lord for the first time was just completely shifting. It was like the first time I understood, like, the Lord was seen over me. Okay, did you guys listen to the song when you were kids where it's like, um, you dance over me while I was unaware you sing all around, but I never heard the sound. I know I'm saying the lyrics instead of singing the lyrics. Trust I'm not me. sure. I didn't okay. grow up in church, if that's a church song. <laughs> well, it was really, really popular right around the end of high school. And I think it was something that was from like a Brownsville revival or something like that. Yeah, so, I was definitely not listening to the Lord in high school. <laughs> right. Uh, but anyway, so this song, and I would sing this song, and, and at one point the Lord actually corrected me, and he was like, the reason you love that song is because it was a connection in your heart to Zephaniah 317, which is what I actually spoke over you, which is the truth, because I do sing over you. I do delight over you. Like, I am watching you to be excited for how you discover me and how you interact with me and how you see the things that I put in place in your life um, as you move through. And for me, that does look like, you know, I feel like the Lord gives me flowers. I feel like the Lord gives me sunsets, you know, like he sees mm -hmm. those things that are delightful to my heart. And he does that for me. Um, I was, you know, feeling kind of sad the other day, I saw the most amazing butterfly. 
out my window. And I mean, it's it was probably this big. Like it was a huge wow. butterfly with blue and black wings. Beautiful. I don't think I've ever seen a butterfly that looked like that in real life. You know, like you see them in movies and you see them sometimes like in the displays if you've ever been to like a butterfly garden. It was so cool. <laughs> I was like so excited about it or uh, I was driving uh i was in the backseat of a car with a couple friends and um all of a sudden out of nowhere this rainbow just popped up and i was like guys there's a rainbow and they were like <laughs> okay no i take pictures of every rainbow i see <laughs> i rolled down my window and i'm like pointing out the window and so the car next to us, which I had not even been paying attention to, like stopped and like rolled down their window. They're like, are you okay? And I was like, it's a <laughs> rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> so of course I'm with mostly introverted friends here. And they were like, you just roll down your window and talk to a stranger. And <laughs> <laughs> But I was so excited, you know, it was like that representation for me of like the Lord delights over me and there's a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> so um, <laughs> this is one of those things where it's like until there was that softening of my heart to receive those things, you know, I thought things were coincidences that weren't. I thought things, you know, were fate that weren't, you know, I attributed things to karma, which wasn't the case. Right. And, you know, now I have such a different understanding and such a different perspective of how the Lord works all things together for my good. And that includes, you know, being prepared to love others. Right. So right. also being able to stand in agreement for what the Lord is saying about my friends, about their marriages, about their children, about, you know, futures that the Lord has planned in place for them. You know, those are also ways that we love others is, is standing for real identity, being deeply yes. enmeshed in community and in relationships. But before I go off on that tangent, we're going to cut to our sponsors I'll be right back. And then are you going to share about your Bible study with, with Mr. Kelly? Yes. I'll share uh, some of that and, and a, a little nugget or an Easter egg, as I call them in the mm -hmm. word that the Lord put together for me that I think will really bless you. Perfect. Okay. Um, so, right. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Are you looking for Christian books but have a small or no Christian bookstore near you? Grab our link in our link tree and support our sponsor of the show, ChristianBook.com. You won't regret it. Are you trying to preserve what you have in your garden? I have some great tips in my Amazon storefront of things that I use where you can watch my video about quick pickling carrots or some other things that will go along with this section of the episode about meal planning. Just some fun behind the scenes. So make sure you check out my Amazon storefront if you look in the description or at the link in my bio on any of our social media. See you guys over there. We are so excited to bring you some superior iced tea blends from 
Adagio teas. Discover the superior taste and aroma of farm fresh teas. Whether they're loose, bagged, or iced, you can enjoy hundreds of artisan tea varieties and imaginative tea brewing accessories. And if you click the link in our bio, you get free shipping with any order over $49. Thank you guys so much for supporting our sponsors. We could not do this without you or without them. Check out their links in the show notes or they're always available on our website, which is christianinfluencerinspired.com. Don't forget to subscribe and like the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and share with a friend. We talk about building a lifestyle of love, identity, flow, and encountering God to influence the world. As we grow in our journey of receiving the love of the Lord and giving that love to others, just like the greatest commandment, We align ourselves with all that God has for each day. As I have been going on this journey with the Lord about really understanding his love for me Mm -hmm. so that I can show that same love to other people, Mm -hmm. um, love as he first loved me, um, God gave me an understanding early on. um, He gave me just such a wonderful scripture in Psalm 103. And the the entire premise of Psalm 103 is the Father's love for us and mm-hmm. all the different ways that King David describes the way that God loves us. And I was chewing on that and soaking that in and I've had it bookmarked and, and read it over and over and just uh, kind of growing in that revelation. And the other day, I just wanted to spend some time in his word. I didn't really know where I was going to go. So I just did what many of us do. And I just kind of like held my Bible and like open it up, (laughs) see where it's going to go and start reading. And I landed. It's so funny. I started laughing when I saw it. I landed in um, Luke 15. Okay. And like the title was like uh, the love of the father. And it just happened to be the parable of the prodigal son. Hmm. And I think, you know, many of us might be familiar with the parable of the prodigal son. Uh, You know, the, the son, the young, there are two sons uh, and they, they work the father's farm. uh, And the younger son comes to the father one day and says, Hey, give me my share of the inheritance. Uh, Basically saying, Hey, I wish you were dead already. Give me your money. And astoundingly, the father actually does it and splits his inheritance between his sons. And the younger one goes off to a foreign land, goes and blows all the money on women and partying and other things, um, while the the older son stays home with the father and continues to to work in the family farm. Mm. And... um, Lo and behold, there's a famine in that land and the son, the younger son has run out of money, all his partying and he's starving and he goes to a local farmer and says, hey, can I, can I have a job? And he says, well, you can feed the pigs. And uh, we know that in um, Jewish culture, they don't really have anything to do with pigs. They don't keep pigs. They don't feed pigs. They don't eat pigs. And so it was a humiliating job for him to take. But 
God brings him even lower in, in showing he was so hungry that he was willing to eat the slop that he was supposed to be feeding the pigs. And he has this revelation and he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I am literally here about to eat the nasty slop that I'm about to feed these pigs. When my father's servants eat way better than this, Mm -hmm. like I have been such an idiot, such a fool. Like I, I need to go home and, and just beg my father to have some mercy on me. And, and, and I can't be his son. I've already screwed that up, Mm -hmm. but maybe he'll let me like be one of the servants, one of the hired hands, something because they're definitely getting it a lot better at my father's house than I am here right now. And so he packs up everything and goes back home and he's like rehearsing his lines on the road of what he's going to say to his father. Yep. But this is so beautiful. Like we, we know from the story that Jesus told that the father saw him from afar off runs to meet him on the road. And, and he starts to try to say, you know, father, like, I'm so sorry, you know, I've sinned against God and against you and, and I'm not worthy to be your son, but he can't even get that out because the father says, my son, you are home. I'm so glad you're home. And he tells the servant, go get my robe, my robe, not, not his old robe from the back of the closet, get my robe and put it on him and get my ring of authority and put it on him and get my sandals and put Mm -hmm. them on his feet because we know that servants and slaves like they didn't have shoes they didn't get to wear shoes it was like uh, a sign of uh, influence or prestige in the family Mm -hmm. you know that you got to wear shoes so he he's completely dressed in his father's garb and he goes and tells the servant kill the fatted calf we're having a feast my my son is home yeah. And 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 the, the younger son is just overwhelmed with all of this. And the older son comes in and he's mad and, you know, all of that stuff. But what what I really felt like the Lord was showing me in this, he said, Kelly, remember Psalm 103 hmm. when I was reading this story of the prodigal son. And it dawned on me, you know, as Psalm 103 is just a, a beautiful description of all the different ways that, that God loves us. Mm-hmm. And we see such a, an abstract response from the father in the story of the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. Um, and many are like, how can that be? How can he respond that way? Like, look what he did. He basically said, I wish you were dead. Give me your money. And then he blew it all on prostitutes and other things. And like, how can the father have run down the road to meet him and and all of the different things. And I felt like the Lord showed me specifically in Psalm 103 verses eight through 13. So I'll just, I'll read these, but I highly, highly encourage you read all of the prodigal son story in Luke 15 and then all of Psalm 103, and I think it will just wreck you a yeah. little bit like it did me. 
But in starting in verse 8 in Psalm 103, in the Passion Translation, it says, Lord, you're so kind and tenderhearted to those who don't deserve it, and so patient with people who fail you. Your love is like a flooding river, overflowing its banks with kindness. You don't look at us only to find our faults, just so that you can hold a grudge against us. You may discipline us for our many sins, but never as much as we really deserve. Mm -hmm. Nor do you get even with us for what we've done. Higher than the highest heavens, that's how high your tender mercy extends. Greater than the grandeur of heaven above is the greatness of your loyal love, towering over all who fear you and bow down before you. Farther than from a sunrise to a sunset, that's how far you've removed our guilt from us. The same way a loving father feels toward his children, that's but a sample of your tender feelings toward us, your beloved children who live in awe of you. Yeah. And when the Lord put these two scriptures, Psalm 103 and Luke 15, starting in verse 11, I believe, when he put them together, he, he demonstrated how, how a, a, a merciful father could look at the, the disastrous ways that his son was behaving <laughs> towards him and towards everybody else, and especially toward himself. Yeah. And pour out love and mercy and and grace upon him and and of course we know when jesus is telling this parable like we can put ourselves in that story mm -hmm. and so being able to see myself in all the different ways that i have messed up in my life and mm -hmm. treated people poorly treated myself poorly looked at my father in ways that uh, that honestly like were like what can i get from you god yeah. i need this god i need that okay amen and like that's my whole god time with my father yeah. that that, <laughs> that he can he can still look at me with such tender mercy mm -hmm. and um and so that that just helped me to understand how I can show that same kind of tender mercy with other people. Uh, it was just such a tangible way to, to understand that for me. So I really, I really hope it blessed you. Yeah, I think that's good. And I think, you know, having that understanding helps us to have a different understanding of loving others as well. Yes. And I know that we were going to talk about, a um, study that you had done with your husband, uh, a Bible study, obviously. I mean, that's what I mean. <laughs> um, but having the foundation of understanding the love of the Lord gives us a better grounding point to actually begin to understand what it looks like to love others. And, you know, the greatest command is to love the Lord your God above all else and then to love your neighbor as yourself. And when yeah. you have that... Um, love for yourself like the son had but he really didn't have love for others 
Mm-hmm. You have that narcissistic tendency to make yourself the center of everything. It doesn't matter how you handle others. It doesn't matter. You know, it's just about whatever you can get from people. Right. And we all have those places in our lives where we have those narcissistic tendencies. Well, that's why I think that this this study that I my I did with my husband, that's why I wanted to talk about Psalm 103 and the prodigal son first, because most people are appalled at how the son treated his family uh, and then how the the father could have possibly brought him back into the family. But um, so thinking about that, those narcissistic. Okay. Sorry. Um, On the other side of the narcissistic thing is if you only have love for others, and you don't have love for yourself, you have that codependency mm-hmm. where you're putting other people's opinions even above the Lord or wanting, you know, wanting to be loved, wanting to be accepted, wanting to be found valuable. Um, and if you have either of those sides, you're not able to love your neighbor well. Right. So, all right. I'll let you. <laughs> so, so with this study it was just a a simple like five day bible plan on my bible app um Mm -hmm. that i did with my husband about you know god's love for us and Mm -hmm. loving other people and so you know i've been um just immersing myself in different areas and aspects of god's love and god's love for me and and how to love other people and and i'm a very practical person um i i always want to know like Okay, how do I do that? How do I actually do that? Right. Um, and so one of the days in this study was talking about, uh, the woman was talking about her husband and how he loves other people. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was so good that I, I took a, a screenshot of it and stuck it on my home screen on my phone uh, just to help me remember tangibly different ways that I can humble myself and different ways I can lift other people up uh, and, and that kind of stuff in loving them like my father loved me. So I wanted to just read these to you really quick as just practical, tangible ways that you can love other people with God's love. Mm-hmm. And so this woman said about her husband that he consistently calls to check on someone who's hurting. And he's faithful in prayer for other people. He takes time to patiently instruct or listen. He does whatever needs to be done, no matter the personal cost. He prioritizes our family and me. He gives generously. He always expresses appreciation and gratitude. He puts himself last. He always encourages someone with specific detail. And I thought that one was so important. With specific detail, he encourages someone else. Mm -hmm. He remembers and acknowledges a significant day of someone's loss. Mm -hmm. He asks engaging questions instead of talking about himself. And he always shares the food off his plate. (laughs) I like that. That's fun. I think it was too. <laughs> well, and and I think, you know, 
none of those are super over spiritual, right? They're not saying, oh, I get up and I preach a sermon every Sunday or, you know, any of those things that very much could be his calling or whatever. But, you know, they're almost like the things that are done one-on-one or behind the scenes. Right. In the background. Yeah. And, you know, part of being deeply connected so that we can have some of the lies that Kelly and I have kind of brought up over the last couple episodes, you know, of, you know, having or feeling like, you know, we had to help ourselves in order for God to help us or feeling like we had to be strong enough to handle things on our own or, you know, having this uh, false sense of who God was because of our own um, earthly fatherly representations, not living up to what we thought the standard should be or whatever. Um, You know, being in deep community, we can begin to have those things exposed in a gentle way in in a kind way, because we're kind of, we're, we're living in such a time that it is our privilege to be the living stones in the word of God that is iron that sharpens iron for one another. And, you know, part of, of loving others well is rejoicing when they rejoice. Mm -hmm. It's mourning with them when they're mourning. And I liked how in that list that you had said, you know, he encourages people with specific reference to, to what they did or what he was grateful for. And he remembers days that others are hurting. I know for myself, because of one of my trauma responses is if something bad happens, it's like, I can't look at a calendar for days, sometimes weeks. Um, It took me a long time. Like to this day, I cannot tell you the day that my grandmother died. Mm -hmm. I know the season that it happened in, but I can't tell you the day. And part of that is because I didn't want there to be a monument to the loss in my life, I didn't want there right. to be a day that I knew that I couldn't get out of bed or, and, and I'm not saying that's right or that's healthy. Okay. I'm saying that was like, my trauma response was, okay, don't put any ties to this. Just keep going. Right. <laughs> um, and for some people that works and for other people that doesn't, but one of the ways that I think that shifted how I showed up for people is I don't always remember birthdays now. Or I don't always remember, like, I was in your wedding. I know your anniversary is this month. (laughs) Fairly certain it might have been two days ago. No, actually. (laughs) It's actually next Tuesday on the 27th. Like, I was, like, looking at the calendar, like, oh, no. I was in your <laughs> wedding. I should know when it was. <laughs> yes. The maid of honor should remember. <laughs> well. No, but I understand. You know, but it's, it's like, I was like, man, you know, I was so excited for your wedding. And I was so able to rejoice at the blessing that that has been. And the promise that that was. You know what I mean? Like. Standing together as single women, standing together for the promises of God over your life and being just as excited for you um, about 
that process, <laughs> even though we were far away and we weren't able to be in each other's lives every day anymore. Um, you know, but having those deep connections means that we're able to really span time yeah. <laughs> and space and distance and all those things and still be committed to the Lord's best for each other. And that doesn't mean we both don't have small group connections where we are locally that we do have consistent interaction with, that we are digging into the word with, um, yes. that are continually showing us how to be more and more like Jesus on a daily basis. I think you need both, right? Yes. Yes. So. Yeah. You can't actually be refined in your character to look more like him if there is not something that is actively resisting, you know? And mm -hmm. so being in local community, whether that's a small group or your church or home church or just, you know, whatever group you're a part of, mm -hmm. you actually need the brethren. And that's why it's so important when the Bible talks about do not forsake the gathering of the brethren, because mm -hmm. it's only in the setting of messy relationship with other people that you come up to the surface oh i wasn't very patient right there mm -hmm. wow okay uh right. maybe god is showing me something about growing in patience <laughs> or growing in in mercy or being being bold or, or courageous or whatever it is like his ultimate goal like john 17 3 says that eternity means that we have relationship with the father. I'm paraphrasing, but his highest goal for us is to know him yeah. and to know Jesus, his son. Yep. And so we cannot know him intimately. Like when Jesus says in, in John seven, like, get away from me. I don't know you mm -hmm. to the people who say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do this in your name? Didn't we do that in your name? And he says, I don't know you. That is specifically talking about stuff like this. Like yeah. in order for us to be refined in our character, to look more like him, we have to allow relationship. Mm -hmm. Like plain and simple, because that's where we're going to get annoyed by people. We're going to be frustrated. We're going to have different hurts or hardships happen in our lives that only come through mm -hmm. relationship. And, and those things can be brought to the surface in us for the Lord to reveal to us, mm -hmm. hey, this is this has been hiding in your heart and it's time to deal with it. Yeah. And I, I think one of the most poignant references to that in my own life is the church hurt that I received. Mm -hmm. And not just in one church, in multiple churches. But do you know what that did? That exposed lies that I believed about the body of Christ. It exposed a critical spirit in me. It exposed judgment that I had passed on others. Um, it exposed how small, how small I believed that the Lord really was. Like I kept trying to put him in these boxes that were so tiny. And he's like, I don't fit there. <laughs> that doesn't work. Not not saying he doesn't fit at the church. I think he has absolutely inhabited each of the churches that I've attended. So, um, 
But, and I'm not speaking negatively about any of the past churches. What I am saying is he even used places of church hurt or offense between believers or times where I felt rejected or not accepted or not valued or not loved, even in the body of Christ to expose lies in me. Mm -hmm. Right. And that would have never happened if I wouldn't have been in relationship. I'm going to tell you right now, I believe a lot of the things that we attribute to the enemy is where we are not getting into deep enough relationship for iron to be sharpening iron. So we think it's the enemy attacking us all the time. And it's very likely that it's probably the Lord going, I want to upgrade you. I want to advance you in the kingdom. I want to see you move forward in your giftings. I want to see you uh, living in your calling. I want you to be a human representation of Jesus on the earth. And it's an upgrade, right? But it looks like uh, adversity. It looks like having to overcome things. It looks like having those lies that we believe challenged. It looks like having our mind renewed and having our heart restored and being in deep connection. Um, And uh, I think that's one of the reasons why there's so much attack on marriage and family Mm -hmm. is because it's the only place that they see us when we're ugly. It's at home. Yep. So if you are not part of a church body, please, please, um, dig into a Bible study, uh, a prayer group. Um, I mean, get yourself into a small group somewhere, a connect group, a life group, even if it's not in your church and it's with, uh, others, I promise you, even if it seems like they're completely strangers, um, the Lord can absolutely use them to speak into your heart and to minister to those deep places so that we do have those ways that we're learning to receive love from God, even if it looks like an uncomfortable situation. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It is Um, good. Yes. So guys, um, you can see all of the video episodes, including these past couple with Kelly, uh, when you become a patron of the show at patreon.com forward slash Christian influencer inspired. And on Monday's episode, we're going to be talking about our meal prep do's and don'ts. Bye, guys. All right. Bye. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being on the show today. We'll see you later.